and welcome to episode 312 of the Awesome Comics Podcast, the place where the small press makes one hell of a big noise. I'm Vince Hunt, writer of MI666, and joining me as always is the creator of the webcomic Vanguard, Dan Butcher. Hello. And the one-man extro, who is Tony Esmond. I'm quite a fan of the movie Extro. It's on fucking Amazon now. Is it really? Is it? Because yeah. when it's I was really I'm, weird, um, I've never seen it. I mean, I just sent you guys the poster on the WhatsApp because when I was th- when I was thinking of how to introduce Tony this week, the poster itself just gave me the answer for me. Because it's why? Because uh, I wear a polo neck. Um, no, it's the oh, ta- when Tony grows up, he's going to be just like Daddy. That's <laughs> that's the tagline for extra. <laughs> when Tony grows up, he's going to be just, just like just Daddy. Daddy. Yeah, look at that. It even looks a bit like me, doesn't it? Does it does look a bit like you, actually. But yeah. Yeah. Well. The the creature, not the man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, <laughs> it, it's a really weird series, Extra. The first one is, like, really weird, like, strange. The second one's okay, and the third one, they just go full, oh, let's just copy Aliens. Oh, okay. And they just do, like, a fucking rip-off of Aliens. It's a bit bizarre. But, yeah, it's an interesting film series. Thank you. Yeah. That's right. And now lots of people out there are going to be Googling and discovering it. You're welcome. Yes, uh, I've never seen it, so uh, please don't watch it on Amazon. Yeah, yeah. I've got America three thousand to watch this week. Uh, okay, because Loreen L- Landon followed me on Instagram, and I got very excited and bought the film. Excellent, it's mm. a good reason. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, I mean, your DVD sort of like you know the the crazy sort of video collection that you have. I don't buy popular films. No, no, they're the weird and wonderful and sublime, aren't they? You know, yeah, right? that's the best way, isn't it? Yeah. It's because I'm friends with Jason Gunn. He's just, he's a bad influence. Yeah, they're the cult films of cult films, aren't they? He yeah. has inspired me because he's sort of like on this kind of uh, crusade to sort of have everything as physical media, and not let them, yeah, not have it all on downloads. Which, yeah, yeah I, I agree. I, I'm in the trenches with him there. Yeah, yeah, and we're very much in the trenches with him when it turns to, in terms of comics because we love a printed book. I know we, you we know who else yeah, we do. is in the trenches with us. Who's that? Look either side. Comic Chaos. Our lovely uh, sponsors. That's, <laughs> that's them. Sorry, I have windy pops. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't going, no, lovely sponsors. Uh, but yes, our, our sponsor. Our we need to do a drunk episode soon, don't we? No, well, yes. it'll, only, it'll only take me two cans of uh, lager shandy <laughs> and I'll be all over the shop. Can um, you still buy shandy bass? Is that still in the yes. shop? I don't know. Yes. You can, but let's not talk about my problems. (laughs) Let's talk about Comic House, who are an indie comic marketplace with a difference because they love indie comics just as much as we do. And we're we're saying the royal we, because if you're listening to this, you love indie comics just like we do. If you go to comichouse.com, there's a huge selection of titles on their database. If you self-publish, you can list your book on there and you can just start selling your book straight away. It's another avenue to start selling your work. But we talk about it every week and you should check it out. It's the Comic House app. It's basically like Netflix for comics. There's only £3 a month and you get access to an enormous library of digital indie comics. Pete and the Comic House guys do great work on there, just adding to it all the time. I mean, what's on there at the moment, Dan? There's a whole slew of new books. And as I mentioned, while well, we've been on air, a new title up, up, updated. We've got uh, Duck City, Volume 1 and 2, uh, a cat called Yuki. We've got the first volume of Peace of Mind, and we've got Space Crash 2 and Roadkill uh, from Stuart Mulrain, the nerds who I believe book. I've got that. Yeah, Roadkill yeah, so. Road, Road is a great book from Stuart. And I have said this last week, but extra, extra shitty stories 
there's a story in there which really made me laugh. <laughs> yeah. One of the one of the things that um I, I'm not going to spoil anything for Roadkill is, is a quick fun read from Stuart Mulroney. One of the best things is a pull quote is from his wife. Oh, that's um, right. Which is just says, "What's wrong with you?" Or something like that. I can't remember. We'll be in Can I just shoot. give a shout out to the bloke who did that shitty stories comic because he did me a pin up for a Patreon this week. Cam yes. Hayden. Yes. He did. Uh, he does a Hercules, but it's brilliant. Really good. Yeah. Fantastic. Very good. Yeah. Um, and you should follow the Tribute Press Patreon because there's a lot of. Good Thank you there. very much. Yeah. yeah. It, it really came to a head this week after what uh, reading George uh, Mayhem through. Yeah, it's so. been a. It's been an interesting ride this week on it, really, because um, I won't spoil it because we are going to publish it as well. But the there's a reason behind the 61 pages and numerous months of publishing, you know, online that we've done. And um, we t- I talked about it in a, an editorial piece on the Patreon yesterday, and it got some re- really insightfully touching um, responses. I was really impressed. Everyone was very sensible, very friendly, and and very sort of caring. And if you if you do if you if you're on the Patreon, you know the reason why. And if you if you're going to buy it, you will find out the reason why. But it's it's all around one thing, and it's it's quite important that we talk about this sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, yeah, go support the Patreon. Find out more more about that. But um, yes, we're. I mean, we got plenty of great books to talk about later. But we've got a lovely bit of interview for you now. Yeah. Um, with a, a new publisher on the block cast iron books um who have been fighting the good fight in the name of it in indie comics and graphic novels and uh, we had the opportunity to talk to lizzie Kay, the publisher and our old pal lyndon white who hasn't been on the show not once did we get into an argument over whether it was cast iron or cast iron did we not once thank god why no, yeah what, what, how would you say it tony cast iron it's cast Yes, isn't it? We're very Downton Abbey on this show. <laughs> that's, that's how I'm often described. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like... Lady Jane Ismond. That's yeah. how they call me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I live in Bath, um, but I'm going to have you a You Bonneville's my cousin. You know that, don't you? Really? Yeah. I'll tell you what, folks. We need to talk about that right now. But while we're doing that, check out this brilliant uh, interview with the Cast, cast Iron Books uh, now for your listening pleasure. <laughs> Right, this week we're very pleased to be joined by not one, but two special guests. First up, the publisher of the new graphic novel stable, Cast Iron Books, Lizzie Kay. Hello, Lizzie. Hello. Hi, Lizzie. Hello. And also the artist behind Cast Iron's newest book, Candles, and friend of the show, uh, a returning guest, um, and his timing is is slightly odd in a way it's it's lyndon white hello again lyndon hey how's it going <laughs> hi lyndon um you were saying before we um clicked record that your timing of appearing on this show is um slightly odd because we're recording and it's father's day in the uk as we speak and we spoke to you on mother's day last time didn't we yeah we did it's really weird but tony wasn't about uh i think he was you know i've seen everyone's mothers <laughs> was, an eye, was an eye on the show for your one Oh. No, I think you no, you oh. skipped it. I think you had like you were doing something that was clearly more important. But um, yeah, <laughs> sure. Well, show. No, nothing is more important than our. Guests. I think it's because we've talked a lot of shows and stuff, hasn't we? Really, and yeah. I suppose we've yeah. made shows, yeah. haven't we? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah I always yeah. see Lyndon at a show. Usually, I always remember talking to you. Uh, the one Dan Malia runs, which name escapes me. Limington Spa. Yes, Limington. Yeah. Or like the, the yeah. forty-five minutes to an hour we spent just chatting out by MCM at our tables. That was uh, yeah. Good times, good times. But of course, now you are with K 
Cast Iron Books, which is a publisher um, I've been keeping my eye on. And I know, Lizzie, you've been fighting the good fight in the name of comics and graphic novels for some time. Um, it's been a while, yeah. <laughs> but the sigh that was in your voice then says, oh, comics, doesn't it? Doesn't it just do that? Yeah. yeah. Um, but for those who don't know, I mean, you, you've you've got a bit of a sort of history with uh, publishing graphic novels and stuff. And I know you were with Unbound and now you've started Cast Iron Books. So, mm. you know, what is your sort of, publishing story and, and what you hope to achieve with this new publisher okay so um well yeah i mean i got into comics publishing and kind of a, a bit of an odd route and a route that i don't think you do anymore it doesn't exist anymore which was i was working in business publishing really liked comics and thought i'll just go do that for a bit and um asked self-made hero if they wanted someone and they're like yeah sure so i moved over and worked with self-made hero for a while and then moved over to titan and then moved over to unbound so i've kind of been doing this for about 10 years 11 years now sort of hopping around the various different uk-based publishers and so i've seen sort of the you know the trade side of it the book market side of it i've seen the direct market side of it and then obviously at unbound i was dealing with the sort of growing crowdfunding side mm. of things which you know is a you know quite a quite an unusual space actually um and obviously i've sort of been observing and working in all of these different sectors of specifically comics and graphic novel publishing and i just thought you know what <sighs> i think i think i'm ready to do this myself now and so that's what that's You've probably what seen quite a lot of changes in that time i mean the comics world's really changed in the last 10 years hasn't it yeah yeah interesting actually because in some ways it's changed a huge amount and like the biggest change has been crowdfunding and kickstarter that has from okay. to my view that has been the biggest change mm. from the other side of it the book publishing side of it and the the direct market side of it it's the changes i wouldn't say they haven't necessarily been positive yeah um, yeah, yeah. yeah we're still we're still having the same conversations that we were having 10 years ago in many ways the outcome of those conversations isn't isn't as good as it was 10 years ago um so from my perspective the sort of the exciting space right now and the exciting the future of it really does lie in the sort of kickstarter crowdfunding self-publishing space which is one thing i love about the comics um comics industry is that self-publishing is that's what you do it's it's absolutely yeah it can be seen as relevant to many creators as it is you know to having a publisher sometimes can't it you know yeah, yeah. and I, th I think from my perspective, there's always been an, you know, when I got to the point where I was commissioning titles off my own, for my own list, I wanted to see if people had self-published. I wanted to see sort of how, how are they going about it? How, how familiar are they with the industry as it stands? Because that's how you learn the comics industry, especially in the <clears throat> self-publish. Um, I think probably Lyndon probably feels the same, actually. I hope, am I just putting words in your mouth, Lyndon? I hope not. <laughs> No, no, I, I'd agree. Like, um, I mean, I think I owe a good chunk of my career to, I say career, it seems weird when I say it, but I, my career is based on partly Kickstarter, partly freelancer and partly going to shows. And I like, I think it, I started doing like Kickstarter and that sort of style of self-publishing because I saw people like Ben Templesmith do it, which obviously had a much bigger following, but um, I think it's allowed different types of books and to, for small press to be able to up its game because you can get those pre-orders and it's also like the marketing boost which wasn't there when i was coming out of uni mm. um like then it was the model was okay you self-publish a bit then you get to a stage where you hopefully send something to a publisher there wasn't this yeah. other crowdfunding route 
I mean, that's always traditionally been the goal, isn't it? Yeah. Of, of everyone coming up in comics, yeah. it's get to a publisher, get to a publisher. But, you know, you go from like publishing, you know, 200 comics of, yeah. of your own on a table at, you know, Thought Bubble, if you're lucky enough to get in. And then the next step up would be get in the door of a publisher. But you've got this middle ranking thing now that financially can do a lot better for someone, can't they? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I kind of, I, I think it's a question of what do you want from publishing? Yeah. You know, I think that's something that all creators need to think about before they before they start, because it's completely legitimate to say, no, I want to be with a big publisher or just with a publisher. Yeah. And I want that, you know, I want the cachet. I want the validation that comes from that process, because that is that is valuable. And that does mean something. And that does have an impact. Or having the, it, the power of like the marketing and, and, and that yeah, sort of thing as well as useful. Well, yeah. 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 I mean, I, I'd, I'd sort of put a question mark over that like again i think people right. need to be realistic about <laughs> depending on who about, it is yeah, yeah. yeah depending on yeah. who it is you, you need to be realistic about about sort of the state of the industry and the way the way big publishing works yeah. trade publishing works you do need to be realistic about it okay. but i think that's a completely valid and legitimate yeah i think there's want. a there's a um there's a certain uh kudos to just just looking at a black and white on paper as well even if people don't see what the book was um it's like when they say you know, make the comic and put it out there, and that's the best example that you can make comics because you've made a comic. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah. certainly, if you if you just write down on paper, I had a book published by such and such, that'll speak to other publishers. Like, oh, someone exactly. else took a chance yeah. on them and published something through them. Um, exactly. It, yeah, yeah, which I think a lot of people. And that has yeah, yeah, and, it, and a lot of people want that. Oh, I'd love to be pul- at least one book published by some. Something. I think we all exactly. all do in some in some way. Yeah. I think that's completely legitimate and a completely valid want mm. and desire. But there is also the side of it is like, okay, well, the other, the flip side of that is that you might trade off the the financial return on that book. It might yeah. not, you know. Whereas with the Kickstarter crowdfunding model, is sometimes the crowd the um, financial return will be much much better for you. But you don't have that necessarily have that cachet of I have been published by such and such mm. if you're just self publishing. Yeah. Um which I suppose neatly leads into cast down books and using that model. Um Yeah, so how, are... how does because obviously as we speak now, I mean the ACP have always been amazing with their timing. Um, and obviously <laughs> what was that uh, as we did this <laughs> um in fact launching today as we speak there's a new cast iron books kickstarter for candles yeah. a book by one lyndon white um launching today this was totally unplanned as well <laughs> completely unplanned um but so what is the cast iron sort of thing did, could, because did you also go through this similar process for future um, your book by uh, yeah. Tom Woodman, uh, Rupert yes. Smithson, and Smithson. Adi- Aditya. Aditya. Yeah, I, d- I don't want to. I don't want to yeah. murder the name, so I'll let you. Say Aditya, it. Yeah. Aditya Bidika. Yeah. yeah. Um, and is, also the Plague yeah. Doctor came. Yeah. Yeah. So by what is, what is the process that Cast Iron does? Because that that is now like a an existing book that's out there. It's also in yep. comics comic stores. I see OK Comics. Um, yes. I've got copies. Yeah, they messaged us, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah. Love. Um, okay comics yes. i'm desperate to actually get down there i've been sort of trying to trying to find because I, ha- I still haven't seen it in in like in the wild which is obviously a huge thrill for all yeah. all creators and publishers is to see the book that you made it's actually on a shelf it's very exciting um no so the process is um all the books are well, i say this there's always caveats but we're not going to get into that because it gets confusing all the books are kickstarted. um 
and we do it's a very small list we only do four books a year for the moment um and that's because it's a very small company and we can only i can only do four books a year because it's very hard work um so it's sort of one every three months or so they're all kick-started and the model basically is that the Kickstarter target covers all the printing and distribution costs and the shipping costs, etc. So everything we need to physically make the book happen. Anything over that is bonus, is great, is fantastic. Um, once the book is fully funded, backers obviously get their copies. And then about three months, two to three months later, it has a trade release, which means that bookshops and other people, other than bookshops, can order the book again directly so they can either order it from their bookshops because we are sold through gardeners we're listed with gardeners a wholesaler or they can order it directly from class books so cool. it's sort of this it's kind of a hybrid model whereby we're using the kickstarting process to give a book a trade release but the benefit of it for us and for creators is that we've already found our core audience we've already found our core readership the people who have supported the kickstart and supported the campaign are the people who have made the book happen but also proved to us that there is a readership for it mm. um and then obviously the idea being that you give it a wider release to the trade um sorry my cat's trying to get in the room <laughs> <laughs> it's all right um but yeah that's sort of how that's the bare bones of how it works yeah yeah i mean there's also, I mean, the important thing that you said there is if you're pledging to a Kickstarter, you fulfil to all the Kickstarters first. Um, yes. Which, which we've um, we've talked about campaigns before, about from other publishers, bigger publishers, who some people are still waiting on this this big title book that they now see that is on shelves in a comic shop, and they're thinking, "Where's my copy?" Um, that should that I strongly feel that that should not happen. Yeah, I strongly feel, and like obviously there are things that you can't necessarily always control. Shush. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <The> <laughs> not you, Vince. The cat. Sorry, she's very, very noisy, um, <laughs> and she shouldn't be in here. But there, I, obviously there are things that you can't always control. And having worked in the larger, you know, larger state uh, companies, yeah, yeah, obviously sometimes things just happen that are not ideal and yeah. can't control because we're so small. We can control it. Backers get their books first, yeah. and it's you know that's just how it is. So, for example, last Backers, uh, the Plague and Doctor Kane was our last book or our, very, our second title, and that all shipped out last week. So that has started arriving with the UK backers. It is shipping out of the states on Monday, because um, I use a I work with White Squirrel over in the states to do our fulfillment out there. And then the rest of the world and Europe, hopefully they'll get them very soon. They've, they've shipped, basically. Yeah. So you but, have a, um, is, is this like a, a US-based printer that will fulfill the actual creation of the books? No, I, no, I print in the UK. Oh, right. So it's all UK printed, but you have a distribution house. But I have a fulfillment house in yeah. the States. So we bulk ship over to the States and they, they sort of forward ship onwards for us. Um, just because shipping, as everyone who's been doing Kickstarters over the last few months has uh, seen, the USA shipping is getting um, more, more horrifying. Yeah. yeah, that's what we do, actually. We have a, a distributor in the States um, who also takes care of selling our book as well at the same time, that's um, yeah. which is quite cool. Yeah, we've really got to start doing that, you know, because I think everyone needs to sort of pull together because sending a book to the States is just ridiculous. It's just yeah. And you don't, you really don't want to put that that shipping cost on. And no, there's only so no. much that you, as a publisher, 
or as a as a sort of owner of the project there's only so much you can swallow before it becomes financially unviable so um yeah Yeah. it's it's a tricky one i was discussing this with someone else i can't see why there isn't a service where you can get it printed in the states and distributed there it seems insane to print in the uk and then send over do you know what I looked into actually like if you want to get into the nuts and bolts of it I looked into that with the plague and Dr. Kane because Jerry Mm. is um the author Jerry is based in the states so you know 50% of our pre-orders and 50% of our um, sales were already I knew they were in the states um so I, I did actually look into can I do a split print run can I print here and print there and in the end the only reason I decided against it was because it's a quality control thing. I've never met these printers. I've never, yeah. I, I think, you know, I'm assuming they're very, very good, but I've never met them. I haven't seen, I haven't seen what they do. Yeah. Um, and it was a case of, I don't really want to take the risk at this point on, you know, being unhappy with the quality because the reality is, is that you can't exactly match. There would have been two editions. There would have been the UK Europe edition and there would have been the American edition and they wouldn't have been identical. Yeah. It doesn't really matter, but it does. It matters yeah. to me. You see that occasionally, don't you? We've just seen that with Monsters, haven't we? There's a Fantagraphics in America, and I'll forgive yeah. you, it's, it's a different company over here, isn't it? It does happen occasionally, doesn't it? Mm. Yeah. It does, yeah. I mean, and I, it is sort of a, it is a good way of doing it. I think you I think you need to be slightly more established than Carstown Books is at the moment in order okay, to yeah. manage yeah, yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, hopefully that's something that we can do in the future, though. I mean, I keep hearing that Maxim... Mixum, sorry, Maxim. Yeah. Maxim, Maxim, man of the man of the moment. Mixum <laughs> print, um, print in the US as well or in Canada. Is that not yeah. right? We've never. They do. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. But they yeah. don't distribute. So yeah. we would yeah. just need someone. You would need someone out there yeah. on a part-time basis. I'm suspecting when you grow, maybe Lizzie, yeah. to sort of, yeah, you know, yeah, somebody dependable, you know. There are things, there are routes to explore, there are possibilities to explore. But again, this last year has been such a weird one because mm. I strongly believe in sort of having having the face-to-face conversation, meeting people, actually talking it through. So, you know, email doesn't really necessarily do it. Um, mm. And I was hoping that I'd be able to get out to the States this year, but I probably won't. It's probably going to yeah. be next year thing. But okay. uh, yeah, I'd, like, I'd really like to explore that. And yeah, I think go old school. Get Lyndon to get a suitcase full of books and <laughs> just get him. Get him, just put him on a boat. The cheapest over. option, you know, ship him, <laughs> yeah. ship him out there and get him to get a bus around the country, hand them out. I think that's yeah. really going old school. I think you'd like that, Lyndon, as well, Probably wouldn't you? Old yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, turn it into a holiday. See if the bookshops. <laughs> bus I mean, if, if you if you really want to do it on the cheap, just shove me in the suitcase with the books. <laughs> yeah, and everyone you drop a book off, you, you say, DHL to pick you up. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, everyone who everyone you drop a book off, you go. Can I sleep on your couch tonight? <laughs> they're couch surfing. Yeah, yeah they're like, right. pardon, oh, nothing. I mean obviously um with with candles are just across well just now available. <laughs> I can yeah. say that's so weird time is weird. Now available for backing on Kickstarter. Yeah, there, there you go. Um Um Lyndon, I mean you you are obviously no stranger to Kickstarter, having done mm-hmm. s- several funny ones. It it's I think you'd agree that Kickstarter also is almost like a it's almost like a social thing as well because you've done several Kickstarter campaigns so people yeah. know that if your name is attached to it there's a there's a success rate isn't there yes. yeah um, yeah know. I think if you've done enough of them that people go oh they you know that person kind of you you know that you're going to get the book and you yeah. know that if you've got yeah. the mentality of um, oh 
the campaign finishes, you know, we go to print in like a month after the campaign finishes, and then I'm going to get get your book. But as long as you know the turnaround times quickly, like they, you do get that uh, recognition and backers like supporting you again and again. Mm-hmm. Um, it does take a bit of time to build that. Like yeah. I feel like it was a, only until my third or fourth Kickstarter that I was part of that people go, "Oh, you're the you know you're the Dracula guy. You're the guy who draws." monsters with pointy teeth oh i got your book it arrived <laughs> great yeah uh, but it, it's true like you yeah. do, people don't realize and like because people get into this mentality mentality that they back a project on kickstarter and then like eight months later this book arrives and you don't like did i buy this yeah. who bought this like did i back this and you know that's i think that's something we've as like an industry like of indie creators we've got better on the past yeah. couple of years you've also had another experience of like um, as well as your own Kickstarters, um, you've got the experience of because you worked with Hellbound Media on the Mandy yeah. Monsanto, which which they kickstarted as well, didn't they? Didn't they believe it? How is it different for you? Um, obviously, working with creators and publishers on the other side, where they're running a Kickstarter. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, if you if I'm doing one of my own books, like the Constantina books, I I do by myself. Um, like that is me doing it from from start to finish. Uh, putting the video together, building a campaign and figuring out all the costs, which is a feat in itself. Um, with working with Hellbound or someone like Blue Fox Comics, um, like they do all that. They handle that. And I'm kind of like the, the artist in the background going, hello, I, did, I, I drew the pictures. Just and, stand there and look pretty. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it, <laughs> and it, which is good because I can just get on with the work and they we kind of like have a bit of back and forth of like, okay, when are you launching? I'll, I'll make sure that another project isn't going to launch around similar time. Cause gotcha. you know, I work on different things. You don't want two kickstarters with your artwork on going on at the same time. Yeah. And then I just kind of like help promote it and do it that way. And if there's things I can help by saying I'll sign books for free or I'll do sketches for free, or I'll do one or two commissions on the Kickstarter to just give you that extra bump. Um, hellbound i did a thing where i gave them like a stack of original art at a reduced rate just so that it had stuff to sell to give them a bump which means that the book funds faster um so yeah it, it depends on project to project but it's when you're working with a publisher it's more you take a backseat and help you like the supporting role instead mm. yeah but you've also got beautiful artwork um to go with it We've got to give a shout out um, to the extra guest on. What's the what's the name of your cat? Sorry, I, no, no. I am pro. <laughs> if anyone's checked out my Instagram, I am very much pro cat. <laughs> it's Abigail. Uh, she's a. Uh, we've got Abigail on as well, so, and she she I'm so sorry. she agreed with Lyndon on everything he was saying. Yeah, and, uh, <laughs> she's just oh, she's Abigail. very chatty today, and I've got no idea why. Like she's <laughs> oh my god. Everyone wants to be on the show. It's uh, it's the show everyone's. I'm going to put her out. I'm going to put her out. I'm sorry. Gotta go. Too noisy. Is it raining? Go. Well, no. no, it's a beautiful day. Oh, I don't know right. what her problem is. Okay. <laughs> bye, okay. bye, Abigail. Bye, bye, Abigail. That was that was Abigail. Everyone, um, oh, you can follow her on social media at no. Um... <laughs> Abigail's Instagram will go up shortly after the Kickstarter. Oh yes. Launches. So yeah. <laughs> I, was, I was I was trying to hold her head closed. Yeah. <laughs> That's what Vince does for me at conventions. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Lizzie, for you then, um, having someone like Lyndon backing up the Candles campaign, that must be um, very reassuring for, for you from a publishing standpoint. 
knowing the Hugely. experience yeah the experience he has and what he can bring to the table how does that help you out yeah it's hugely reassuring i mean it's just someone who is who is completely aware and understands a how it works b how to have what kind of what's a realistic expectation um and c sort of doesn't get yeah i'm assuming you've done this a few times and doesn't you know doesn't overthink it doesn't sort of get too kind of stressed about the whole thing like under just understands the process yeah. which from my side of things makes things a lot easier because it is it is nerve-wracking they always are mm. it's a fraught sometimes and you know so far custom books has been really lucky you know we're two for two as it were yeah. <laughs> um, i'm guessing that you i'm guessing that you factor in the popularity of someone when you take a book in do you or will you take a book on at cast iron because it's very helpful if you've got someone who's popular you know the books there's a good chance the book's going to sell yeah it's very, i mean it's important that someone does have some kind of existing audience and, and, an, and an enthusiasm to back it up as well sometimes you know yeah and i mean part of it. has a proven audience who like who enjoy his work support his work and want to and want want to actively support his work so that's really really helpful for me because it, it does reduce like take away a certain element of risk i mean yeah. there is an aspect of it where i something i really don't like about the direction this sounds like just me complaining about publishing that's um, okay which it is that's mostly what i do yeah. um <laughs> I, I, I work for a publisher occasionally i, I do the same it's fine oh, God, yeah. cool. um yeah. there is a direction that the industry's been moving in recently of sort of really leaning heavily on social media following yeah. And, you know, sort of the expectation that, oh, if you've got a certain number of followers, then you're, you know, slam dunk, you're a sure thing. Um, and, yeah, maybe that's maybe that's true. Sure. I can see how absolutely that would be true in some circumstances. However, it doesn't mean that just because someone doesn't have a huge following that the work doesn't have an audience. Yeah, I think as well, it's, it's an age thing, isn't it? We, we know of a, a like probably one of the biggest comic creators in the world and certainly in the UK, who was stepped over for a James Bond comic because someone else had a bigger Twitter following. And you think, oh, Christ, please grow up. Yeah. yeah you know do, what I mean? The quality I of the do. book is so important, you know. I don't, I don't like I don't like that about the direction that the industry is moving. And that's that's not comic. That's the entire publishing industry is this kind right. of rabbit. Follow the, follow the social media and, you know, yeah, sorry, I don't, I don't, well, it was, it was kind of put in place a bit recently, wasn't it? I don't know if you saw that tweet from Mark Miller about how I don't think it was particularly accurate, but it was certainly a reflection of the situation about how many people who read comics who don't have a Twitter account. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's actually larger than people who do, you know. Yeah. And I think we need to bear in mind these people buy things on quality, not on what somebody on Twitter exactly. says, you know. Exactly. Yeah. So I, I do think it's. Um, I mean, yes, it's very helpful to have someone who understands Kickstarter and who has a has an audience, but not having an audience isn't isn't the sort of devastating thing that people yeah. i think sometimes think it is and i've certainly so, seen i've certainly seen it where we've published a book and the person who's made the book or been involved one of the people who's been made you know involved in making it doesn't really throw themselves into sort of pushing it or hyping it or getting the sales you know and it's such a big marketing such a big part of publishing now isn't it really is you, you need someone who's on our side you know is on our yeah. comics side really don't you you know Completely. And this is, I mean, this is why it's such a delight to work with Lyndon because he, you know, he is excited about the process. He is excited yeah. about the book. I mean, have you guys seen the sample? Did we send you yes, the sample? Yes, we did. Yeah. 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 Oh, Lyndon, oh boy. Lyndon, you're a beast. I mean, we've been watching it over the past few years, but Jesus, man. I like the way you only right? use two yeah. colors, Lyndon. I like the way you only use two colors in your Yeah, black and gray. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Um, there's, there's definitely an element of this book where you just think, every time I've gone to something, think, how the hell am I going to draw this? And I'm, two minutes later, I'm just going, oh, fuck it. I'll do it anyway. And <laughs> fact, that's been, like, the backwards motto for this book. Like, I mean, there's things later on that I still don't know how I've managed to draw. And I've gone back to them afterwards and gone, yeah. great, past Linden did a great job. I'm glad I'm sure <laughs> <again>. <laughs> yeah. oh, oh my god, there's like a time travel story going on in the making of. Yeah. Um, <laughs> geezer. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I mean, I, I will honestly say, I, I love the way you do fire and, and how you've got comfortable with fire. And there's, there's a lot of it in this book. <laughs> oh, you have no idea. If I could summarize this book, it's fire, magic, rocks, and trees, <laughs> and a wizard. Well, a wizard. that's yeah. the story of my life. Uh, <laughs> That's what you get ready for the convention table. What's this book about, mate? There you go. <laughs> yeah, completely. Yeah. Um, but also, I mean, what you're talking about there, Lyndon, it is very much you challenge yourself, which I, I think is is one of the most important things that any sort of creator can do. Um, because I mean, I'm, Tony's always saying it like safety almost isn't interesting sometimes. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. When when things are too safe, I mean, there's there's a time and a place for something you know, that we're all comfortable with. But it's those moments when a creator pushes themselves to do something that they're not um, comfortable with, um, which you probably do with every page you're about to draw <laughs> from the sound of it. That, that's yeah. how you grow as an artist, isn't it, really? Yeah, I think there's part of me that's always, I'm always wanting to get better. There's that thing of, it's not how good you are, it's how good you want to be. And I'm I'm still yeah. trying to hit, I'm all, I think that's just, ingrained into me i'm always going to be trying to hit that next bit like i'm i'm near finishing the book and there's things in it i'm saying give me another week i could <laughs> and i'm just like no this, this has to absolutely end. not yeah i know lizzie will kill me i've, I've added enough pages give you a already. month have a month yeah. I, I mean lizzie's been <laughs> lizzie's been great with me because like i think originally when i first pitched this the script was about 113 when it was on unbound it was about 120 and now the comics pages are up to 132 and it's all justified to me i mean everything in there i'm happy with it's golden but every time i've said to lizzie now i'm just gonna add four pages here don't worry about it i'll sort it it's fine and she's been great she's every time she you can has hear the said, calculator oh. going um, <laughs> yeah. no, no you can't please don't <laughs> you i mean you genuinely cannot add any more pages i know like, i know just do a sequel. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I think we just broke Lyndon. Just thinking about no, the no. I've, I've, I've been joking about it, but I've even though this is a standalone book, um, I do have a story's worth of material. The one set before it, and one set after, which would be their own thing. Like you're not going to need to read them. It doesn't really matter for this. I think story you need to pause book two, done. then just get on with book one. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like I mean, there's, there's been one two times where I jotted things down. Like nope. Future yeah. London, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. But also, I think that brings up an important point um, that, that both of you can uh, talk, talk to about. I mean, like you're saying, the Kickstarter is available now. You're on the very final stretch of doing the artwork. So, what is that like in terms of timings? Um, because sometimes we've had Kickstarters like, yes, pledge for this book. We haven't done any of it and we haven't even written a script, but give us all your yeah. money. Uh, <laughs> I pretty which, much don't pledge yeah. for those now. Yeah. 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 I mean, um, I... Oh, sorry. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. Okay. I, I'm literally. I've, I've worked out. I'm probably about six or seven days worth of work from finishing. 
like okay. the artwork. Like it's not it's yeah. not like I'm going to be running to the end. I mean, once we've done that, we'll be doing you know final edits, tweaks. But mm. I've been editing and making sure everything is as final as final can be. I can hear Lizzie tapping a pencil on yeah, the table. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. going to like her eyes are boring into the back of your head yeah. as you say yeah. that. Yeah, now. Yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. Like you, it's yes. on the record now, Lyndon. You said yeah. it on the record. Verbally binding agreement. Yeah, Lizzie, you can check Dropbox every day. Yeah, I have been. This is the thing. Yeah. We have been, you know, we've been working on this book for for a long time now, and you know, yeah. I have we have been checking in. Um, no, that's music to my ears. Six to seven days, fine, great. That's yeah. completely on. That's no more though. No more. Yeah. Never. Uh... But no, I mean, for the way the way this sort of cast on books model works is that because our timelines are so tight, um, in order to fit in the number of books I need to do a year. Um, we can't we can't say oh you know we haven't started it yet but it'll be here yeah. at some point in the future. The book is not put on Kickstarter. This is a slightly odd, but I mean we're pretty much ready. It's just a six page it's six days yeah. work. It's fine. Um, the book is not Kickstarted until the end is we're either at the finish or we're sort of within spitting distance of it. Mm. Um, it being that the day the Kickstarter ends, I can write the purchase order and we can send it to print. So yeah. while the Kickstarter is ongoing, we'll be doing the final edits, we'll be doing the layout, we'll be doing the, the final proofreading and the sort of final design elements so that when that Kickstarter ends and we know what the final um, take up of the story is, then we can set the print run, send the purchase order off and get that book out the door as quickly as possible. Um, the idea being that it's then with readers as quickly yeah. as possible. So yeah. it really shouldn't be, I mean, no, there isn't. So future was... When did we end that campaign? Future ended on the 31st of October and was sent out. That was a shitter of a send actually. It was sent out. <laughs> it was brutal. Don't ever do it at Christmas. It was horrible. Christmas oh. was awful. Oh, yeah. The post um, is fine at Christmas. You're right. <laughs> absolutely delightful. Um, but, yeah, so that was two, two and a half months later. Um, Dr. Kame was, Dr. Kame's just gone out. That one took a bit longer, actually. That was, yeah, that went out the first month. So that was about a month after. So Candles supposed, is supposed to be hitting backers in August. Oh, wow. okay. September. Yeah. 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 Nice. There's nothing worse than a delayed Kickstarter, is there? Yeah. You know, that's the one I'm sure everyone in the room agrees. That's the one that mm. I, I, I constantly grumble about a couple that yeah. are about three years old, yeah. Yeah. you know? Or, yeah. Or, I say, as a creative, you're on a Kickstarter and you you don't deliver, and it everything goes wrong. At some point, like it would drive me off social media with people asking me about what's happening yeah. to the Kickstarter. I don't know how people handle yeah. it. Some people overreact. I think we've seen some examples there. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but but there is a you know you clearly have like a uh, as you as you should do because obviously you're a publisher and you've got a lineup of books and you've got you've got deadlines to meet and stuff. Um, when you when you talk to creators about their books and stuff, how do you go about figuring out what the year is ahead? Because that's always fasc- fascinated me. Like you know, book publishers sort of say, "We've got our books set up for 2022." Oh, Christ, um, Yeah, there's the slate of a book is, especially in a publishing yeah. house, is is years ahead sometimes. You know? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, I try. I, I'm. I sort of started with 18 months locked, um, and that was so. That was. I know exactly what's happening until. 
spring next year so when I started this time last year that was mm. about 18 months um I'm now sort of booking titles for 2023 I don't like to work as far ahead as some as some publishers and also I don't need to because I'm not necessarily well, I'm not at the moment engaging with the traditional distribution model um so I don't have a sales and distribution team I don't work with the sales and distri- uh, sales and distributor house at the moment yeah. I might in the future but I don't right now but that means that I'm not locked into the sales cycles of the traditional book market and the traditional publishing um, model so I don't have to be I don't have to follow that nine months ahead we need this six months ahead we need that three it really months does complicate it it really does complicate really, it. Really working does. with someone someone like bounce and you're thinking right I need to pitch to them you know a year yeah. before the book comes out and then they need to prepare you know it's like this it just you, you, your diary becomes a jigsaw doesn't it you know it does and, it, and you spend a huge amount of time basically duplicating work because if you're doing something a year before you actually need to do it then things are going to change like yeah you know people circumstances change designs change you know if we'd pitched candles two years ago or you know 18 months ago it, it's a different book now it's changed and we've yeah. been able to allow it to change because we haven't been tied into any systems like that there are obviously there are cons to not being tied into a system like that but from my perspective there are significant benefits at the moment i think as well uh, taste change as well lizzie sometimes yeah, you know do. what's hot at the moment may not be i mean we saw a lot of um drag race style books about a year ago didn't we but i yeah. don't think they're quite the hotness now and you know things do come and go i think perch mentioned that uh, in one of his recent videos making your titles evergreen yeah like making what you put yeah. out evergreen if you kind of like flavor the month once that flavor goes you kind of yeah exactly and it's just sort of i don't i don't necessarily subscribe to that as a as a sustainable yeah. and and comfortable model for people just mm. just because that's how it's always been doesn't mean that's how it needs to be and how it should be so one, mm. one thing i want to ask you about lizzie is um obviously one of the most lucrative areas in english graphic novel let's call it publishing is foreign rights as well yeah. Um, is that something you're involved in yet? Not yet. Planning okay. to be, hoping to be soon. It's been obviously it's been a very strange year um, yeah. with regards to actually getting titles out there, and we've done some kind of exploratory conversations with some people, but nothing as yet. And so to be you, honest, you'd go to Angoulême or something like that, would you as well? Yeah, maybe TCAF. Yeah. Something. Yeah. TCAF, absolutely. Angoulême, yeah. probably. I don't like Angoulême very much. So. Oh. Yeah. Very cold. <laughs> what emotionally or <laughs> no just like the actual physical weather it's very cold yeah it was just wet it... i was there last time it's just... yeah and it's raining yeah yeah just, you know it's a time of year where it's everyone's already a bit sad and depressed i, I, I love that oh, i don't like it oh this could be this could be all controversial it's yeah. wet oh no it's just the weather yeah that rights tent at um at uh on Glem is a is a busy old place isn't it you know it is yeah it is that's probably the warmest place there yeah yeah okay yeah it's something that we will but i mean we're you know yeah. we're only two books into not even well, actually we're technically only one book out in the trade like the uh second sure. book won't be out in the trade until august so give us time Okay. Yeah, no yeah. And the other thing I was going to ask you about is, of course, the other alternative that we had talked about is print on demand. Mm. Is that something you would you would think about at some point in the future, or no? <laughs> no? <laughs> no. So I don't really. I suppose the the only the only benefit from it is that you're not taking such a chance, are you? Yeah, but if you if you don't ha- if you don't believe in the book enough to take the chance, then okay. you should be publishing it at all. 
Oh, you know? that, yeah, that, fair play. Did, did you hear the bang of that quite, mic drop? Yeah. That was a hell of a mic drop. That's quite a punchy thing to say. But then again, you are. Sort of you, think you, allow me to point out that you are kickstarting things, Lizzie. So you are <laughs> yeah, absolutely, no, no, absolutely, absolutely. But the other side of it is that okay. Say for example, um, the Carson Books contract is built in such a way that if a Kickstarter doesn't succeed, mm-hmm. uh, Carson Books is still committed to finding a route to market for that title. Okay, so. Yeah have a printable number then on that attached to that do you or well no it's a case of what is the okay so it didn't work in this particular market but that doesn't mean that i don't think there's a readership for it okay so what do we do we find another way to find that readership maybe that's pursue foreign rights first maybe that's pursue it as a webcomic first maybe that's serialize it maybe that's there are all these different ways of finding a readership and building a readership so just because the kickstarter may not have been successful for that particular book at that particular time doesn't mean that the book doesn't deserve its audience and doesn't deserve to be published or printed yeah and i wouldn't commission it if i didn't think it did have a readership yeah Mm-hmm. and, and okay. some people think that like that's the right place yeah, for it but yeah. we'll find the place for it and carlson books is contractually obliged to do that it's not a case of oh it didn't work we walk away never mind yeah, yeah. that's interesting okay. so, right. so how do you how do you um contract that without going properly into the nubs of it but the contract how would, how, i mean is the contract does it say we will publish yeah. it, for example as a webcomic or does it, is, yeah, does there, it there, is a, there is a specific clause that says if that you that, that covers if the kickstarter is not successful there's a specific clause that covers okay we will find a mutually agreed route to market and custom okay, so it doesn't specify, amount of time to do that. It, doesn't specify no, it doesn't specify the, yeah. but it may be that you know it may be that okay by the end of the period because also that you know it's a case of well i've only got a certain amount of time to do that so the rights will revert after a certain amount of time and the contract is null and void so from that perspective cast books is taking a risk but it may be that okay well perhaps this book doesn't work as a as a hardback but i still think it'd be amazing as a paperback okay fine then cast books takes the financial risk on this would it's, you go digital would you go digital only with something or i think i don't think i'd ever go digital only but i definitely go digital first okay hmm. i would it would always be with a goal to there being a printed version of the book so what, like so, a comicsology type thing, or yeah, yeah, yeah that kind of thing. Like, okay, potentially, yeah. but that, but that's that's the thing. It's like so on the surface, it looks as though there's no risk involved. Contractually, for cast down books, there is significant risk involved. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you have to be, yeah, and you have to be prepared for these sort of things. You, you know, because yeah, if if a creator can't come in, just sort of think, well, we'll get the Kickstarter done, and it will be a success, and uh, you know, everything's daisies. You know. You, as yeah. a publisher, as anyone's self-publishing anything, you have to have things in place because if the first route doesn't succeed, what do you do? There are lots of yeah. You always prob- need contingencies. Yes. Well, and people- the other the other option yeah. is, of course, is the the amount that you put on the Kickstarter, isn't there? Because we see a lot of Kickstarters that have got quite a high amount that either just make it or don't make it, mm. um, and then you obviously have the option of would you kickstart something sec- again with a maybe a lower amount or is it or is, is that amount dependent on paying the creator for a page rate or how, how do you work out that no amount? that's that's it no we sort of operate we don't operate on a page rate basis right. it operates more on the traditional publishing um model so there is an advance it's a tiny advance like okay. it's very I, i'm aware of that it's very very small but um as there linden is eats his caviar yeah, yeah. <laughs> he bright, looks at his brightling watch to think how long will this go on for yeah. but um no that's the model we work on is that there's an advance against royalties and then there's a profit sp- uh, profit split um at the end as uh as well so mm. it kind of it again it's sort of a hybrid 
a hybrid model from that perspective. Yeah, I mean, knowing how publishers, a lot of publishers work, you know, since you've worked at a couple of people, I know the I know the amounts they pay in royalties. Um, the is it in general terms a higher royalty at cast iron is it because i know yeah, it's a, like five percent or something don't they? no it's a 50 yeah. 50 profit split right okay yeah. so my, my my ethos is basically that that cast iron books should not be making more than the creators out of a book you okay. should be making the same amount out of a book mm. um i don't you know but like also like if anyone actually also works in publishing is listening to this, like this girl, this woman is clearly insane. Um, <laughs> clearly doesn't understand it. We like, work you know, in publishing, so I think that's a given, isn't it? Yeah. You know, it's like it's yeah. a specific way of doing things. It's a specific attitude that I've got towards the industry, and it's also I have very low overheads. You know, yeah. I'm a one man one man band, as it were. I have low overheads. I don't I don't need to be. Cast and Books does not need to be making more than the creator, and shouldn't be. Yeah. So, from my perspective, I don't think the publisher ever should make more than the creator. Yeah. And, um, and and your um, emphasis is on putting great books out there, isn't it? And and yeah, lo- it lots is. of diverse books. It is, and it's it's about finding you know working with people who I believe in the stories they're telling. I believe in what they're trying to achieve, and making that happen um, yeah. because I believe in the book. So, yeah. Candles is a great example of this. Like, I'm thrilled that we're that we're going to be launching, and we're launching this project because it's really beautiful and it's it's really bloody good comics you know yeah. thank you that's, that's... <laughs> shush linden she's talking okay are you able to tease any of the other sort of stuff you've got going on at the moment lizzie or any I other projects one... yeah i've got two two other projects for cast and books this year one of which i can't tease but the other one I can. Um, the one, yeah, the one I can't really tell you about is the boy with nails for eyes, which is by Sean Gardner. Um, okay. And we are doing something very, very different with that, which does not fit anything I have said so far about how cast iron books works. <laughs> okay. Um, but a we haunt, are a haunting still... cover as well. That's on the on the website. Oh, I think yeah, it's um. It's a it's a very very special very special project. Um, so I'm very much looking forward to seeing what the reaction to that is going to be, and that will be happening sometime soonish. Yeah. There we go. Um, and then the final book for this year, the final like official cast and book title for this year is um, another American creator, Sierra Bond, and it is Hans Vogel is dead, Volume One. And okay. It's a wonderful um, web comic. That we're going to be doing the printed edition of and it's <laughs> i've just realized it's actually quite hard to talk about um <laughs> is it upsetting well uh, it's might be just hans vogel hans vogel is a nazi and he's shot down during a battle and finds himself in the afterlife and is going through the afterlife which is sort of a fairy tale afterlife world coming to terms with the evil he allowed to happen during his lifetime let me just put it like that okay i mean Fair play. i mean that's there's some heavy themes but also probably <laughs> yeah fascinating story a little bit of enemy ace in there somewhere i'm feeling yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. it's brilliant and it's just so i mean sierra is a a historian and she 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 knows this she knows this story and these 
this world very 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 well yeah and, and that's, that's, that, that's what if you're going to deal with such things like this you need an informed voice in order to put yeah yeah really it I mean, sort of, we have interesting conversations about sort of things that aren't that aren't even related to Hans Vogel and the character, and just sort of the the depth of her knowledge about World War Two and the German, you know, the German existence at that time is just is just absolutely fascinating. So it's a very interesting one. Um, I'm really looking forward to it. I'm slightly annoyed. Did you, did you remember the um the Green Knight trailer with the with the talking fox? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Hans Vogel has a talk. Reinecke, the talking fox. We got there first, all right? Seeing <laughs> that now. It's on the cover. You can see it. It's like, yeah. yeah. That this this has been a webcast. It's existed for ages. We got there first. <laughs> so be very uh, clear about that. Yeah. So, so you're obviously going to be quite busy um for the rest of the year, as well as this Kickstarter campaign, because now both of you have the full Make time him a job. badger. Make him a badger. <laughs> Uh, no, we got there first. <laughs> That's yeah, cool. yeah, Green Knight movie. Make him a badger. Like, yeah. um... Thank you. Yes. <laughs> but obviously, you're now going to have like a, a, a the full time job of kickstarting it and getting the word out about this book. Um, obviously, Lyndon, you're, you're you've got plenty of experience of this, haven't you? Yeah, just quite a lot. Um... Have what? you already got your um, liquor cabinet stocked up with all the times you're going to... <laughs> like, oh, God. I need oh, to God. tell myself again. <laughs> yeah, goal. I mean, yeah, another stretch goal. I mean, um, I think this time round, I've I've always enjoyed it, like, what the vi- we've managed to do with video each time I've done one. But I think yeah. this time round, I've really managed to get it to where I've always wanted the videos to be. Which I've got to tell you, if you need any tips around videos, just go to Dan Butcher. He does a mean video. Don't you, Dan? I mean, yeah, oh, you thank you. Put those trailers together for your comics, which are yeah. try and get the punters in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> doesn't always work, but <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, it's just every time you do it, you kind of like get a little bit better, mm. and you get used to it a bit more, and like it's always going to be a learning curve. I think you know you can do five kickstarts you could do 50 and i think you'll learn from yeah. each one that you do get old, uh, get old cliff cumber to do a voiceover that's added class oh my God, that's i reckon i've done that too yeah bloody hell. yeah um how in terms of like kickstarters though, and you brought up stretch goals when it's um rather than a solo creator just making more work for themselves how does the publisher and creator um sort of plan work in terms of things like stretch goals do you just keep it simple to the book and the digital I hate or... stretch goals. I hate them. <laughs> they always come around and we go, we're not going to do any of these this time. And then we go, oh, then, we better do one, don't we? we do about five. Yeah. We did. Uh, we we just do like a little web web comic that's usually just really insulting everyone. Or just think, what's money. really cheap? I can charge loads of money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Commentary. That's a good one. Yeah. yeah. So There's how does, how does um, <laughs> Cast Iron uh, approach like things like stretch goals for a Kickstarter campaign? really depends on each individual book i mean for future we sort of did mostly digital rewards and that sort of thing um for the plague and doctor came i did actually do we did actually do a physical reward um what was that lizzie it is a tiny like a7 book plate to go it's it's my favorite thing in the world i love it so much (laughs) It's just all small and neat, and it's a black and white liner cut style 
um, little Ex Libris print, and mm, I just, oh, it's delightful. And basically, every every physical backer got one, um, which was slightly annoying when it came to fulfillment. But I will do it again because I love it. It's I just think they're adorable. Um, so. But then also, yeah, I mean, it's things like annotated scripts, digital rewards, fin- extra finishes on the book, um, beefing up the book, that kind of thing. I'm also, I'm not a massive, massive fan of, of sort of crazy high stretch goal levels. and yeah, Too much effort as well, aren't they, Christ? You put enough effort into the comic and then you've got to sort of rush to get something else done, which in, in can delay the actual sending out of the book, I think, sometimes. you know, it, it can. And also I do kind of sort of think that, you know, the people obviously there's a there's a hype benefit to doing the stretch goals and it gives you another reason to shout and blah 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 blah. but equally like if a book's already got that kind of momentum there does seem i don't know there's something about it that leaves a slightly sour taste in my mouth just like oh and now so many of you want it we're going to do this extra thing you know just to encourage a few more of you and just there's a there's a sort of enticement aspect to the stretch goal system that i don't wild about Mm. I'll be Doesn't honest it? with you, I delete nearly all my Kickstarter emails. <laughs> yeah. Without reading them, you know. Yeah. I know I shouldn't do, but... Well, and, like, I say to a lot of people, and, like, I know my poor partner, obviously, he, he has to back everything. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> after a while, he was just like, could you just could you just stop emailing me? And I was like, no, I can't. But you just, you just, have, to, you just have to mute them, all right? Because I can't. I have to. This is how it goes. All right, he's like, oh, God, you people. I guess um, the uh, with the kind of like if you're adding like little bits and bobs that you're adding with the the actual comic, when you're mm-hmm. sending that overseas, that can cause some real headaches as well because obviously the yeah. weight. Uh, if you're sending like a poster, for instance, sending a poster tube uh, to the US, I imagine that fucking costs. I don't, I don't want to do. Uh, so for future, we did a couple of A3 prints because they were legacy rewards from mm. when the book was on Unbound and we had to fulfil them. Um, we, no more A3. I think we've made no, it clear here for you, Lizzie, for future that um, Lyndon is quite happy to get in a sailboat. Uh, <laughs> and sail across. With door to door. You know, yeah. Door to door. Give me your address. It will all be part of the promotion. He may die, but it will be fine. Yeah. He's, He's Lyndon. He'll be on by the side of the road. Buy a book. Yeah. 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 With was, all these tubes. Yeah. Was there Lyndon like a... MacArthur going across the sea. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Was there like a like a sort of collaboration sort of a, I don't know Skype or Zoom call where you just got together and then threw about ideas of what you could possibly fulfil or you know what you could both do for like stretch goals or the campaign itself? Yes, it was. Yes. I I, th- I think thankfully we both had to think of oh we'll try and keep it simple, not go too over the top, but still offer yeah. something cool. I think yeah. um, from my perspective now that we've uh, it's going to come up every time you talk to press uh, because of brexit the wonderful thing that is brexit um it has screwed up a lot of postage stuff so even me fulfilling um send someone a commission like that used to cost eight to ten pounds to post it to make sure it was all nice and signed away which was about a3 now it's costing me a 20 it's literally double if it's overseas and it's like and there's some things that slip through, like I found that if you're sending a normal comic size thing or just a book, it's not too bad. It's not too much difference. But um, like I, I didn't want to do anything like A2 size, which I love doing A2 prints. Like when Comic Con seasons up and running, those are A2. I like having my artwork that size. Yeah, because you can see all the inky textures. Monster. <laughs> wow. But they, 
but they look so good on yeah. your wall and your frame. And like, if you're gonna have like, I'd rather have like one decent piece of artwork on my wall rather than like a scatter. Oh god, yeah. Um, oh, that's with, just with, your te- with your textures and colors as well, uh, you know, stunning. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like I, you know, humble brag. I justify it for the amount of effort I'm putting into painting totally. one of these things. Totally. Um, but I, even when Comic Cons now rock up again, I might not return to doing things that size because I can't. I, it, it has to work for Comic Con. It also has to work for postage, especially yeah. if people buy multiple of these things, which some people do. You don't want to go. Oh, I got one A4. I got an A3. I got an A2, and it's like it doesn't work. Especially like because the postage cost has gone up so much. Like I can't take that much of a hit on postage. I always, I already try to take a little bit of hit on postage because it's so much for sending things that yeah. size. Um. It's tough, especially because people, if people are still asking for it as well, like there has to be a point where you're like, I want to, for the few of you that still want it that size, I'll offer it. But for the rest of you, I'm going to try and fit everything in the book package. Yeah. 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 That's, That's it, like perfect. A4. Yeah, I like A4. I really do. Yeah. A4 is the easiest we can go to now. It's, but it's really brutal. It's really, really brutal when you start looking at what the, what the postage and, I mean, even just that in the uh, the EU VAT situation has changed again in the last week, um, and that again is just—it's just, it's just oh God, the customs forms that it's all just really complicated now, and it's very, very difficult. Yeah. So, yeah. I yep. spoke to someone this week. Um, going back to like, we need to be make sure we're pretty good in the UK for shipping Kickstarters. Uh, I spoke to someone this week who has twenty UK Kickstarters that they've still not received. Um, some were funded hell. before Brexit even was a thing, and it's like, <sighs> like I, yeah, I just like, and and this is someone who backs my work. And he's like, is it going to be the same for yours? I'm like, and all I can do is reassure him that we're going to have a fast turnaround time. And I'm yeah. like, I'm sorry for those twenty books that you can't get, or those twenty books now that are arriving yeah. are costing you a fortune yeah. to pick up. Yeah. There's two yeah. areas of Kickstarter that I'm shy of these days, and if I see, I, I very much consider not backing. One is if they use backer kit. Because I don't want to be surprised with some huge amount of postage that you know six months down the line, or sometimes even a year mm. down the line. And the other one is I'm really shy of is I'm really shy of people who are active, well-known creators who suddenly decide to do a Kickstarter without having completed any pages of the book. And um, yeah. sometimes they can go on for years, you know, yeah. literally waiting for the book to turn up. Yeah, I mean the books take years to make. Yeah. Like you know. Yeah. Um, I've been working on this lot. I think I worked it out the other day. I've probably spent full time doing artwork for candles for about a year and a half. Yeah. Like I think we talked long, about it last time I saw you, man. I think did we talk about it? I'm going to say it was MCM. You you talked to me about it then. Yeah. So I when this originally got when Lizzie like greenlit the project with me uh, with Unbound. I when that got greenlit and it got officially a thing on Unbound. I spent six months doing just the line work, uh, getting the line work like for the whole thing done. Great, and I that was six months of me not really doing any of the freelance work, which is yeah, bonkers. All due respect, <laughs> you, Lyndon, you you're, you didn't launch it before you put a pen on the paper. You yeah, know what I mean? that's true. You're launching yeah. it when it's complete, and that's the thing these people think. Somebody's in their ear saying, "Oh, you can make a lot of money out of Kickstarter. Look at this." easy money and then like three years down the road you still get emails from them saying oh yeah i'm still working on the book and you think christ i sent you 60 quid three years ago yeah. one you know someone pointed out is like a kickstarter going two years over date and then they're getting in touch then you're gonna have to pay extra money on postage because the prices yeah. are going to change yeah yeah, yeah. 
No, send me the book. F you. Send me the book. I paid you for. Yeah. 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 No, I mean that's why that's why it has to. We have to wait. You don't. We don't launch the Kickstarter until the book's done. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's got to be the, yeah. you've got to do that now. It's the only way to do it. And plus, yeah. there needs I just think to, it's respectful. Yeah, yeah and, and right. to have that yeah. sort of strict sort of like Kickstarter's going to be done here. It, all the books are going to be out within that sort of three month period. Um, yeah, because then, like you say, times always changing. You know, if it was a six month period, who knows what happens between mm. you know September and yeah. d- December? You know, things could completely change. Like things like pandemics and things. You know, yeah, yeah. I know where I be. Yeah. Inside you, yeah. Well, things like that are never gonna happen, is it? Come on. <laughs> <laughs> How about uh, marketing? How do you guys go about kind of getting your getting the word out that your books out there? I mean, apart from going so we'll see podcasts. fucking podcast, nasty times. I don't think we do anything particularly. Um, special in that keep regard it's just a lot... don't tell everyone yeah. keep it well, no, it's just it's just like it's just all the things that you normally do i mean yeah. again like it has been a weird year and a lot of the things that we would normally have done we haven't been able to do so you know in terms i mean just in terms of cast on books and sort of brand recognition which is you know it is important for things like kickstarter and it's important for sort of getting the word out about the, you know, just making people aware of the projects, really. Mm. Um, you know, I've sort of done, we've done what we can with regards to sort of uh, interviews and getting, you know, coverage in the bookseller, getting, you know, doing a couple of interviews with people and things like that. But we haven't been able to do launch parties and we haven't been able to do, you know, signing. So there's a lot of things that we haven't been able to do, um, which has been really frustrating. And I'm kind of, I'm kind of toying with an idea about what we could do for not just cast and books, but everyone who has missed out on that aspect of the publishing industry over the last year, because, you know, there are a lot of creators who would have done those things. And those are important events when it comes to marketing, because, yeah. you know, it's another opportunity to talk about a project is opportunity to introduce it to readers who may not have come across it at the time um and you know it's not just class and books you know obviously future and pagan.com both essentially will have missed out on launch parties um barking by lucy sullivan which is a book that i commissioned while i'm bound that came out in april last year and she didn't you know she missed out on launch party like zara slattery's book you know coma they probably missed you know so there's a lot there's a lot of titles i know owen pomery's missed out on you know seeing books in the wild and all of that kind of thing and i'm i am sort of toying with is there something that as an industry or as like independent publishers we can sort of do like you know the lost launch parties or something and just yeah. all come together and, I mean, and do no, like a massive nice, thing yeah because i uh, think it would be fun because a lot of the times uh, any sort of industry it's all like when it's done it's the past isn't it um which, yeah which is unfortunate for some some books that um you know, and not talking about things like future and stuff, but there's certainly books in the history of like graphic novels and stuff that have just hit at the wrong time, and because yeah. they, were, they weren't gangbusters, the publishers moved on to something else. Um, and that's someone's favourite that book the, that, that they just yeah. discovered somewhere. You yeah, know. and that is the brutal reality of of the publishing industry. But yeah. I just kind of feel like we shouldn't, you know, we should sort of maybe make an exception for this year and yeah. and sort of like every. I think everyone deserves their their moment of kind of. Being celebrated, yeah, yeah, pretty much. I don't know who I don't know who you're excluding, but (laughs) I've got a couple in mind, Liz. (laughs) Tony's black, yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) But then, in terms of like, in terms of the other things, it's it's 
really quite done the stuff of just like letting people know that the projects are happening, letting people see it beforehand, reaching out, um, spreading the word, that kind of thing. Yeah. We we got asked that when we because we didn't kickstart our we did anthology what four years ago now I suppose guys didn't we yeah. um, and we didn't we didn't kickstart anything and but we did well we sold well on the first day and somebody said to to us how do you have um, how do you how were you so successful with your your anthology and we said well because we've had a podcast for two years yeah so yeah. It's, it's a long there's a long eye on marketing sometimes yeah. isn't there you know to getting yeah. people yeah. out there and talking it yeah. up and everything like that beforehand yeah because yeah. There, there is that people won't know about what you're doing if they don't know you're out there. You know how are yeah, people, exactly. how are people how are people possibly going? You can't sit and whinge about how no one bought your comic book if you haven't put the legwork in to let people know that it's there. Indeed, yeah, yeah. That's the thing. That's the thing. And it and, and it is hard work. It is. It yeah. is. You know, yeah. it is backbreaking work sometimes. Not yeah. really backbreaking. Yeah, it's, it's a tiring. And it's hard task. on your fingertips sometimes. Yeah. The emails, but yeah. uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's hard on the brain matter seeing those annoying yeah. emails come in. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, it's it's emotionally taxing, but it's 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 <laughs> it's important, and it's um, yeah, and it's, I mean, so far we've had you know, Cast Down Books in general has had a really wonderful response, and people have been incredibly supportive, and I just hope that we, you know, we can continue to produce books that people want to support, yeah. which I think with a uh, I think. And this is partly why I'm so excited about Candles, because I feel like it's a very, very strong statement of, you know, these are the sort of books that we want to see in the world. What what I love about your lineup is it's a very diverse lineup in terms of genres and storytelling narrative, whether it be from artwork or creators or or anything. It's, It's very much... You know, there are some publishers that, you know, you go to when you, you, if you only want Slice of Life, there's a publisher that will, that only does that sort of stuff. Yeah. I, I love the, the breadth and sort of diversity of the, the stories that you have available. Um, and also, just from a, a design perspective, um, <laughs> with the logo and the website, I just think you look like a legit publisher. And I know it's because you are a legit publisher, <laughs> but that, that cannot be underestimated um how like a publisher's logo or something you know sometimes when you see that and you just think they that's a legitimate vince and dan are graphic designers i'd like to point it out at this stage we're we're nerds we're we're like oh look at that font Uh, (laughs) they've curved the text (laughs) good design does go a long way i'll just say that yeah Yeah. now yeah i'm really thrilled actually and so sean gardner put the website together um for us and he um yeah i'm absolutely thrilled with it and the logo itself um yeah and this is the same sean gardner from the the boy with nails this is this is the boy with nails fries sean gardner yeah he um he did the website for me um and i'm thrilled with it sean's brilliant like he really is yeah absolutely uh, great how's the hbo tv rights going for candles at the moment is that going all right or (laughs) i mean they're demanding my right arm along with the contract. <laughs> but other than that, great. Will there, will when you be... started the words demanding, I wonder what you're going to say yeah, there, Lyndon. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. What we're going there. Will there be a Lyndon White cut? <laughs> that's, the, that's what we yeah, want. I'm, I'm demanding yeah. it. I'm demanding it. <laughs> yeah, there'll be a black and white version yeah. that's another like 60 pages longer than it really is. He won't do a black be. and white version. He'll add colour for his yeah. version. <laughs> yeah. More flame effects. Yeah, more fire. Do, do like a yeah. nice A3 or A2 version. Something just yeah. big. Just make it huge. Oh, God. It's in the A3 book. Oh god. god! How wonderful would that be, though? Like no one, no one ever lets me do these things, and even now I get to make decisions. I'm still not allowed, and it would just be so nice, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah. Like no, I, I mean, how you know, many how many pages is candles? How many pages is candle going to be? 
It's 144. Yeah. It's going to be what, 168, right. you told us earlier, didn't you? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So if it's A3, I'm sorry, that's a murder weapon. Just waiting. It's a table. Yes. It's, it's a piece a lot of, of furniture, <laughs> admittedly. But we all need furniture. We do. And, True. You know. I made a chair out of annuals once. Did you? Do you know yourself? Yeah. Remember when I went around to Barry <laughs> Tomlinson's Barry. house? Yeah, God, yeah. I made a chair out of um, old annuals. That was oh, quite cool. <laughs> Uh, self-made yeah. here we had a desk we had a desk made out of um out of books <laughs> we built an actual desk where, where were you at self-made we heroes? actually used it um 2000 uh, when I, I was 24 to 28 and i'm 35 now oh, okay so we we, had, so we got some books off them a few years ago i wonder if it was you but it wasn't obviously not. Uh, which ones oh was it maggie garrison i'm trying to think what it was no that was that was the years after me so i uh, my okay. last book with self-made hero was my last few were pablo and seconds and that's oh, the I know. One. um what was it absolutely i can't remember what the absolute last one i did i think the very last book i actually worked on was armor volume two volume three okay right okay. Uh, it's not the same since you've left <laughs> no, I mean... turning a, a lot of people will say that about this show once this interview. <laughs> 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 um, but you two have both, both been an absolute legend, and um, also, yes, I, yes yeah. um, obviously, you're, you're welcome back on the show anytime. But uh, and candles is we will put a link in the show notes for the Kickstarter <laughs> campaign, etc. But where can people um, find Cast Iron Books and your work, and where you are on social media, etc. So Cast Iron Books you can find at www.castironbooks.com and then on Twitter and Instagram it is and TikTok. We have a TikTok oh now. Oh my what? I know. Don't don't, but I, I have a I have a <laughs> <laughs> I'm judging you now. <laughs> I have a lovely <laughs> experience girl who's joined me for the summer because poor students trying to get work experience this year. Yeah. No, available yeah. so um she's joined me for the summer and she's she's 19 so i said she could set up a tiktok oh so she yeah. she knows what she's talking about because i she, i wouldn't i wouldn't know where to start. yeah right yeah i'm very right. i'm very confused by the whole situation i don't really but yeah. she's she's doing our tiktok so go and follow us there anyway it's all at cast iron books linden practice um, your dancing you're going on tiktok my friend yeah yeah, I'm going to teach. I'm going to teach the books how to dance. Apparently, that's how it works. I don't really understand right. it. Um, that's where. No. That's where you can find you can find cast iron books. But Lyndon is well. I'll let Lyndon do his it's, own. Yeah, it's uh, you can go to my website, which is lyndonwhite.com. It says my name is spelt, really simple. And then it's Twitter, Instagram, Facebook at Lyndon Draws. I will not be on TikTok. I will not be on Snapchat. You I will are. not. <laughs> I will only dance for Tony. Yes, you wait. <laughs> <laughs> right. Verbally binding agreement. Another one. <laughs> in the rule contract, mate. Yeah. yeah. Oh, dear. We'll just wait until Comic Con starts. Movie, you know that. Yeah. But um, in all seriousness, folks, uh, put Cast Iron on your books of publishers to watch because uh, there's a great slate of books um, that have already come out and are going to be coming out soon. So, so you know, discover them and follow them and thank you guys for coming on i mean hopefully one day soon we say this to all the guests we'll see you at a convention or a show a real life con. yeah yeah oh my god it's gonna be so i mean in terms of like shows i think we're all still hoping that thought bubbles well believing thought bubbles gonna go ahead right yeah well, we are, 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 you, yeah. are you both planning to yeah. be at thought bubble in some capacity yes 
I will have a table. Candles Linden. will be out. Yes. 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 So candles will be out. Lyndon will be tabling. Tom Woodman will be tabling. Sierra Vogel will be tabling. And they are all the cast iron books authors who will be tabling individually. Cast iron books will not be tabling. Um, it's the first opportunity that I'm going to have for many, many years to actually walk around Thought Bubble yeah. and actually look at it and well, talk to people and well do some things. Lizzie, if you wonder what the um, the whole issue is with the weekend, that'd be us. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> any sort of dramas, any or, dramas, you know, you, scandals. You, you, yeah, you know where our table is located. Clearly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The first one we've got in the books is Meanwhile, which we're hoping we're going to go to. Um, oh, September, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, see what that's going to be like. Yeah. We've got Red the guy on for it in a few weeks and we talk yes, about well, it. Well, yeah. Spoilers, Tony. Oi, shush. <laughs> I think we're, the first one Cast on Books is going to table at is um, the Lakes Festival, if it goes ahead. Oh, I'm going to be there. Oh, nice one. Yeah, so yeah. we're going to be there. Because um, I, I only live down the road and it just seems, it seems churlish not to go. Yeah, oh, okay, yeah, you've yeah. got to support your locals, haven't you? Yeah, absolutely, yeah. and it's a great festival. So, yeah. yeah. It... Were you about to say something then, Lyndon? Nope, no, I don't think so. <laughs> no, really. I thought everyone had gone. You are loud. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Just muttering with agreement. Carry on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And before he sails off on his yacht. Um, yeah. yeah. Thank you very much, guys. And like I say, go go forth and follow them. And um, yeah, we'll probably speak to you again soon. Thanks, guys. Yeah, Thanks very much for having us. Thank you. Lend us a fiver, like Lyndon. Yeah. <laughs> Check some of the posts. Thanks, mate. Along my arm. Well, there you have it, folks. Another publisher to keep on the lookout for. And um, yes, the timing was completely coincidental because we wanted to talk to um, Cast Iron Books and, and find out more about We've them. got a long slate on this show. Yeah. Yep. And it just all completely <laughs> lined up. Yeah. It, yeah. It's brilliant. So go forth and check out the Kickstarter and follow those great creators now. And yeah, we look forward to um, seeing their future line of books. And we may talk a bit more um, with Lizzie in the future about about a topic that's quite popular with a few people. Yeah. Oh, is it Hugh Bonneville? <laughs> it's, always, it's always Hugh Bonneville. That's the hashtag. Well, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Dan had a joke, and he's refusing to say it. He is refusing to say it. <laughs> no, no, the time has passed, Dan. <laughs> yeah, we don't. We don't. It we might don't, be in the back matter of the show. Oh yeah, yes, the back matter. I can't fucking joke, act like I didn't say that joke. Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. I can't deliver as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Not a monkey. Yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah. a monkey. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, speaking of monkeys, yeah, speaking monkeys, about monkeys yeah. there's an absolutely amazing book that me and Dan have discovered today, thanks to Tony. So I'm looking forward to, to hearing more about that. Um, but before we do, do we have any shout outs this week, Jess? Yes. Yes. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> Stan, we did that in the same voice. That was yeah. good. <laughs> I got, uh, Pete Dory sent me through Stan and Jack number four and Bootleg, the Infernal Gods of the Electric Disaster, which are both brilliant. Uh, Peter Class Act. I shall be properly reading them, but I've had a skim through them today, and they look they look brilliant, same as always. Uh, let's not forget that Friday, the twenty fifth of June, is the next drink and draw. Hooray! So keep your eyes open for that. We'll be posting the link for it, or Mister Curry um, will be posting the link for it in the group on the Slack and on the Twitter. I suspect um, we've sent out. I was speaking of the Slack. Um, it's growing, mate. Yeah, the fucking Slack is great. Yeah. Really good, net. 
yeah. Uh, loads of great chat on there today. It's hard to keep up with it all, actually. Yeah. Fair. The little conversations are going on, but there's lots of advice, what I'm reading, what you're reading, what's worth reading, what's a good artist. You know, there's loads of stuff on there today. Even just today, there's bundles of it. So get on the Slack. The link is in the Facebook group, or just contact one of us and we'll forward you the link. There's uh, a couple of people that posted comics. And I was like, I want that. That fucking comic looks brilliant. And the way they yeah, talked about it. You posted a load of art last few days, didn't you, Dan? You've yeah, I keep on, that's my thing. I'm trying to post up in that art every every day, at least one or two pieces. Something inspirational, yeah. yeah. And uh, thanks to everyone who pledged on Hercules' Weapon of Mass Destruction. Me and Adam spent the whole of yesterday, um, apart from a, a, a quick trip to the pub at lunchtime, um, put filling envelopes so they'll be on your doorsteps in the next few weeks. If not, the start this week. So thanks to everyone for backing that. Perfect. Wonderful. Yeah. Dan, you got any shouts? Yeah, I appeared on an episode of uh, Omen to That with Damien. Oh, Anderson. I listened to that. It was a good episode, man. Oh, cheers, dude. Yeah. Uh, and it's the art of Vanguard. I talk about uh, myself, comic creation. And I revealed the uh, my next project, which is going to be the sequel to Viper, which is Viper Soviet Strike. Uh, yes. I talk about all that on the show. I'll, I'll talk about it more, but you can jump over it there and, and listen Listen to it there first. Give Damien some listens. Yeah, I listened to that the other morning. It's good. No, it's good listen, that one. Yeah. Thank you. And, uh, uh, yeah, thank you to all our um, new listeners recently. I just want to put, every so often we like to put a shout out for all you lovely people. If you just started listening to the show recently, we really appreciate it. Because um, it really does, you know, we try to have a laugh talking about indie comics. I mean, comics can lift you up with joy. They can also break your heart. So we're doing what we can to entertain you on a weekly basis and get you to discover new stuff. Because, I mean, as you find out from our recommendation section every week, normally we're discovering things from each other, let alone, you know, all the stuff that's out there. So thank you for all our new new listeners. And also thank you for all the nice words on, on, my, on my birthday this past uh, week. Ah, it was yeah. Yeah. lovely. 39 again. Yeah. I've been uh, 39 for... <laughs> no. uh, I mean, I'll just put it this way. I'm not saying I'm old, but when I walk downstairs, it's it sounds like someone's dropping bags of crisps and stuff. Well, I think I think if you if you've had a birthday during lockdown, it doesn't count because we were going to have a big big party around your birthday, weren't yeah. we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but thank you to um, everyone and um, to um, I mean, obviously I love my co-hosts and they're always very generous to me and um, they I'll probably I'm going to be talking about both books that they gifted me. In, in the future, one of them um, is obviously I'm just, well, it's monsters. I got <laughs> I got monsters. Which well, I, all three of us own that now. Yeah, I think we should. I'm looking forward yeah. to sitting down with, with a cup of coffee for a couple of for a few days and just pouring through. I that think we should all go and then that on once. Yeah, I think that needs. Yeah, I think that needs yeah. a, a particular episode. Maybe maybe that and maybe looking at Barry Windsor Smith's career. Who knows? Maybe we. I know um, um, a couple of people on the Slack have bought it this week as well. It's it's yeah. definitely it's having another sort of wave of popularity again. Yeah. You know? mm. yeah. I think yeah. it's that word of mouth effect that yeah, sort of like oh fuck me, this is really good, and then yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. and you know, it's not it's not Daniel. just. It, it's not just um, yeah, Danielle from OK Comics. She was rating it yesterday. Yeah. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah, that was very much in the zeitgeist last week. OK Comics, and I, I wish them all the fucking success in the world. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. bought some stuff off them. Yeah, yeah. I went over Brilliant. and bought yeah. some stuff. Yeah, yeah. good guys. Yeah. And thank yeah, thank you to the OK Comics guys for, for joining us last week. And if you're in the area, please go in and support them. 
because mm. you know i mean it had <laughs> once again timing it's all about timing that we, we spoke to those guys just as you know on the day that we released the episode though if you looked on you know the comics community how many creators were talking about how ok comics is what is their favorite store um and it speaks volumes really yeah yeah so um yeah support your local comic book store because they're full of lovely people who as you as you know from last week they know their shit when it comes to comics and that's what that's what we're all about yes so um and the other the other um little gift i got is going to be one of my recommends this week so it's oh. gorgeous um but is is that out for, is, is that out for the shout outs have you got any more down uh, no that's all i've got yeah um there's lots of lovely i mean every, every sort of week we talk about 10 kickstarters there's far too many kickstarters out there but there's amazing comic book ones everywhere so go forth and look them out or look at the past shows because we talk about some great ones so look and please if we don't back your kickstarter don't think any less of us no i mean mostly it's just because we can't yeah. we can't back everything and also because we probably don't like it <laughs> <laughs> tony Edgman, the the he is a double-edged sword in human form. voice of a generation yeah yeah but what Dave Angel don't what? sit there mate Dave Angel like a moonlit shadow, <laughs> shadow. Uh, <laughs> someone's sitting there mate that's yeah, my favourite yeah. one he goes on for ages doesn't the intro yeah. to that and it's just some bloke sits next to him he goes someone's sitting there mate and he moves <laughs> on I'm, I'm Dave Angel <laughs> he talks to his wife oh turn it in show like, like a dog's dinner or something he says yeah. <laughs> Uh, for those who don't know, we're talking about a sketch from the Fast Show, which is a classic. Yeah. Twenty-five years ago. Yeah, yeah. Oh <laughs> God, that makes me feel old. Um, but, but it is now time for the recommendation section of the show. Um, who would like to go first? Uh, Tony, I think you should you should go I last. I leave with the big one, my friends. Do you, you, do you want to go first or last? I think last. Last, last okay, right, last, yeah, okay. Yeah. You go. Who's going first then? Why don't you go on? Dan, I'll go, go first, first if you want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah go for it. Uh, I've got the first issue of a comic from Ahoy Comics called The Wrong Earth. Have you oh, heard yeah, of this? I, really this. I like this. Yeah, I really like this one. Uh, imagine uh, the 1970s, was it, Batman TV series uh, of a car- version of a character like Batman, and then you got the Zack Snyder Batman, and the two main characters and the two main villains swap Earths. So you've got the dark and grim and gritty Zack Snyder in the Adam West batman universe and you've got the adam west in the Zack snyder universe and how the two characters and bad guys gets on it's a really interesting premise the first issue uh sets up the initial premise and uh, i'm looking forward to seeing where it goes this is so, isn't this quite an old series man the 2019 was till lie that was uh it's when just, the trade comes out is this the jamal eigel yeah, that's, that's the one. one. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, need to... I think there's been a sequel out as well, isn't there? Oh, really? There? Yeah, I think so. Way beyond the curve, then. Because they have, they have one. One of the characters is they've got slightly different names, haven't they? The characters. I think this, the new series is the name of one of the characters. Uh, I think it's the Dragonfly Man and Sting, Dragonfly Man and Stinger, but in the Dark Universe, it's this Dragonfly. That's right. Yeah. 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 Is it kind of to me? It was a bit like um, the Adam West Batman versus maybe the Dark Knight or something. Almost. Yes. You know, yeah. there's a yeah. bit of that going on. I think, yeah. isn't there? Yeah, it's fun. Eagle's a beast on that sh- series, man. It looks gorgeous. His work. Yeah, it's lovely. Yeah. yeah. It's really nice. Uh, I really yeah. enjoyed it. It was just some comics. You know, like you have to keep like, like plodding through and think, oh, okay, got another bit. This one was like reading through, bang, done. I'm at the end, and it's like that's the way it should be. What was that like? An impulse buy on Comicsology was it or? Uh, I think there was a couple of titles I put on my watch list, and I was like, "Oh, you know what? I'll give this a go." And I bought it. Uh, okay. 
Right, I did yeah. buy another comic this week, which was an absolute fucking pile of shite. Oh, you sent me that picture, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's in the Slack group. That's I, right, I don't want to name right. it, but like the art and it's fine, but this like, did you, did no one check this story over? Because it's fucking awful. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why we don't we don't talk about it on this show. Yeah. It's all it's, about... there's, a, there's a little indent picture of a, a sexy lady in it who's got obviously got her own story is she in it as well there's nothing she's not in it at all oh right okay they, <laughs> they make the comic cover out to make it look like a kind of a celebrity gossip magazine i thought i wonder oh, how this oh, is going right. to play into it doesn't play into it at all uh, okay i get you uh it's a bit of a an oddity there you go yeah i know i think someone said about like not doing i think you've mentioned it as well haven't you tony like don't do you got to kind of like point out what's bad, but to be fair, I consider this more of a recommend as opposed to a review. I'm not reviewing comics in this this yeah. portion of the show, at least yeah. me, at least. Yeah. I think I think we do a disservice if we don't mention something that uh, the listeners might go, "Oh, fucking hell, really? Why did yeah. I buy this?" Yeah, but I think yeah, like... there's that element to it as well, yeah. isn't there? Yeah, I don't want yeah. people going and buying stuff, and we haven't mentioned the fact that you know there's two well, blank we, well, fucking we, we, pages we, in it so, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah we do sort of say well this is for a certain audience so if you like this kind of stuff you're gonna you're gonna love it but it's yeah. a quick aside tony what was that lobo and what's the the girl's name <laughs> um what's it called again lobo and crush Chase or crush. crush crush and lobo one yeah did i say that before we started or after i can't remember uh, I think before we started recording, you said you tweeted at DC saying... Yeah, I tweeted at DC saying, uh, hi, hi DC, hope you're well. Um, by the way, can I, I've just bought um, Crush and Lobo issue one. It was the only chance to get my money back because it was really, really bad. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think at the moment it's had about 18 likes. Lovely. Message, so, Brilliant. Yeah. Brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> I really like Lobo. It breaks my heart. Yeah, just, uh, that may be that the saddest char- thing you've ever said, Tony, the way you said that. I don't see how that character can even exist in today's comic book world. That's one of the points I think I may be making on a future podcast. But yeah, yeah. I agree, man. Yeah. yeah. Anyone is a man who killed everyone on his planet. And in yeah. this, the first solo series, he, he has to take his teacher, the one remaining person from his race, back to uh, to the Legion headquarters. And he promises he won't kill her. And he hands her over. Then he goes back in and kills her because he's handed her over by that point. So. <laughs> and he, to stop her running away, he cuts her legs off. <laughs> <laughs> in a mainstream DC comic yeah, yeah really yeah oh god <laughs> anyway so whereas you might might not be checking out that um well, my, you will check out. my my um my recommendation is um an art book yes by Tony um of a character that I've long wanted to start from the beginning um, I've spoken about it many times Usagi Yojimbo, the classic um, I think in in my, my mind, and this is without me even reading you know, the, the Yojimbo stories um, one of the Mount Rushmore of independent comic characters without a doubt without oh a god doubt. yeah yeah it's, you know, head and shoulders above you know, just what, what Stan Sakai has managed to do with this character but this book is 35 to celebrate 35 years um i don't know when this book came out when was this book come out i think um it started publishing in about 84 in its own series i think I something can, like that I yeah can, yeah it would be because the first cover 1986 okay that we got in oh maybe it was in critters then before yeah. that okay um yeah yeah so honoring the 35 35th anniversary of stan sakai's award-winning series years saggy yojimbo it's a deluxe art collection 
which includes hundreds of full-page cover pieces illustrated by the man himself. Um, yeah, and it, it, it's, it's exactly that. It is another sort of a, a human killer. Um, it's a hardback, beautifully sort of oversized. You're basically looking at about 320 pages of comic book covers. Um, how can you not love something like this? There's a there's a foreword by um, Tom Luth, who was um, Stan's colorist, lifelong colorist. Still is, I think. Yeah, still is. Yeah. Um, although he does, um, Tom does mention that Stan also colors his own stuff sometimes. You, you I think cover... Stan's granddaughter does as well, or something. Mm. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and an introduction from Stan Sakai himself, which is very much fascinating. I mean, th- this um, introdu- this first paragraph, because as you know, on this show we've talked about covers a lot in the past as well. This is um, the first paragraph of what Stan Sakai says. The cover sells the book. It's the first thing you see in the ordering catalogue and the first visual you see on the shelves. Of course, if you're an ardent fan, you would pick the book up anyway. But for the casual reader, the cover is what attracts your attention, and there are a lot of covers on the stands every month. You have got to stand out among the competition. Fortunately, having the only Samurai Rabbit comic <laughs> helps it make it unique on the shelves. Um, I mean, he's, he's absolutely right. I mean, he's a master of his craft but this to me it's unique just... because he's consistency because he's he it's just brilliantly told comics consistently every month yeah yes yeah and has been for 30 whatever it is 38 years now something you know yes and um purely i think that's the wonderful the magic words you mentioned there tony consistency because one thing you see about this book whether it be you know there may be a slight change in like some colouring. Naturally, as the processes of comics change over the years, there may be um, slight changes on on some inks or some colouring. Or you know, he's, you can see a creator like a particular type of shading, and you know, may, maybe Usagi's. Um, I noticed as it goes on uh, the earlier sort of stuff, you see close up of Usagi, and you can see his individual teeth. Whereas later, he he becomes a little more animated, but it's completely consistent from day one up until the the later issues um and it's just stunning from page to page you know there there are many there are hundreds of you out there listening to this episode episode who already know you're already converts to this comic um comic series Uh, but purely also just from an art book lovers perspective this is one to get and one that i was unaware of So, so thank you for um adding this to my collection this is um, pleasure man this is this is stunning this is one of those sit down and just take an hour just to marvel at some some covers he's a great character to draw as well you know yeah. really fun yeah. character yeah. yeah he's even one that i think have we all drawn him at some point yeah I'm no, yeah i had a little period of drawing him. remember drawing yeah. him in secondary school yeah yeah um but yeah there's wonderful stuff it does mix up the timeline you, you're not seeing oh like, does it okay yeah from page one i thought initially it was going to be page one the first book and you know that the, the last page would be the most recent one but um as you can see from the enormous index it tells you exactly where the books what issue it was where where it was, came from whether it was colored by tom luth or whether it was painted by stan sakai oh stan's painted covers it oh. uses um, watercolours, doesn't he, in some yeah, of his stuff as well. unbelievable. Does it go any of the Nielsen Ground Thumper ones, which is kind of like the precursor? Does it go um, any of them? Um, really early stuff. Yeah, I will have to... Um, do, 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 do. I'm going to have to look, at, look through now. Go on, okay. I'm going to be like an index nerd. Um, but I, I'd imagine that it would be. 
Yeah, uh, sort of. It's not Usagi's. It's this sort of other. I'll send you a picture. So it's sort of other character um, that he did. I think slightly before it. I think um, yeah. it's good though. Yeah. yeah. Um, but if you love art books um, for yourself, of which I um, we're avid fans of, as well as the comics themselves, like showing love and respect to the medium itself, um, I think wonderful as well there's no even with this old artwork which i think is quite impressive that they had all the old, old originals without the with the logo and stuff this is just the art so there's no wording on it there's no oh, okay there's no logo. right you're just no sort of trade dress yeah, yeah. You're, you're just looking at the art itself so it's, it's so no dark horse when they did it they almost had like um a sort of banner that was sort of a third of the page so have they taken that off as well have they or? um this is a um what you mean when dark horse published the books yeah yeah, yeah there's, no, so they... there's none of that you're literally just seeing like a a comic book i think it's slightly oversized comic book size right. bit of artwork there's just mm. there's nothing on there the only bits of um text on there are stan's um stan sakai's signature that's right okay yeah so it's marvelous I... from purely just looking at that you know taking the old ones as well because as we know with certain comics sometimes once it's done there's no thought to what is, you know, no one's going to think, well, 35 years, this is going to be in a collection, isn't it? So, mm. yeah, we need to keep a copy without the text on it. Um, but no, yeah, beautiful. 35 years of covers. Um, if I'm sure you saggy, you saggy fans will have it, but if not, definitely put it on your shelves because it's beautiful. Good stuff. There you go. And I, I talked an awful lot, lot about a book with no words, but um, <clears throat> Tony has a has a. Right, hold on yeah, to your hats. That, that's got some words um, <laughs> uh, that me and Dan, we I think we just both discovered it at the same time, didn't we, Dan? Uh, yes. There was a good ten minutes before this episode started, where I was basically just losing my shit laughing as Tony was <laughs> talking through it. So Tony, take it away. Okay, so this is a book that I got through um, through to Never Iron Anything website, and it's uh, a New Zealand book, and it is literally on Kickstarter at the moment, so another Kickstarter one, but it's Rufus Marigold by Ross Murray. So, let me set the scene. It's the everyday antics of a highly neurotic single male office worker who has... Um, that's real sort of trouble dealing with everyday structures, meeting girls, going to parties, even just chatting to colleagues. He just has this, he just can't cope with it all. It's just too much for him. He's just so neurotic. But it just so happens that, he is, that Rufus is a chimp in a world of humans. Um, he, and no, But nobody notices that he's a chimpanzee. You know, so there's this possible underlying theory in my head that he's just a human and they're using the chimpanzee thing to um i don't know to exaggerate the fact that he's this sort of outsider weird so character human. You know? so yeah human. <laughs> um even the bit he falls up an escalator at one point and his trousers are pulled up pulled down and you see his little primate pub, uh, privates on the show um it's basically a webcomic that's been transformed into a graphic novel with some added extras it's done on in a uh, four panels on a page style as you would get in a webcomic um and it's little vignettes in the life of rufus some are quite small moments um and he's trying to pursue a life as an illustrator and he says he's good at drawing horses and flowers, but he needs practice in other areas. In fact, this one I showed you, wasn't I, where he goes, he goes to this job interview to be a graphic designer or um, an illustrator. And the woman says, oh, what have you got to show me? And he shows her these books and it's like horses and flowers. And she says, oh, you like, 
you like drawing horses and flowers don't you have you got anything else have you got anything else you can show me and he's he starts sweating and looking really nervous and he hands over his own sort of private notebook and she opens it and there's a picture of him he's drawn himself sitting on the toilet blowing his own brains out with a handgun <laughs> <laughs> and unsurprisingly he doesn't get the job um it's um he worries about everything um for example, the, the opening strip, and this is the one that immediately made me go and back it, was he, he he meets a colleague in the street and he says, oh, hello, how are you? And he says, oh, I've been, he says, have you been splashing out? And he go, he suddenly looks down at his trousers and he's worried that he might have pissed himself. And, he, and the, the colleague goes, no, no, you've been <laughs> buying stuff. You've got a shopping bag. And he goes, oh, yeah. And he's bought himself a motorcycle helmet. And he's so embarrassed, he puts the motorcycle helmet on and walks off. Um, <laughs> the, it's, 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 the art is very clean line and you think guys but it's, it's got a real clean line quality and yeah. he is caricatured to be you know full of emotion and full of character but everyone else in it to me looks like the people you see in those adverts down the back of seats on airlines yeah they are safety card um illustrations yeah. aren't they yeah very much apart from one character um called peterson who's the orangutan <laughs> he doesn't like peterson, <laughs> he doesn't like him because he's confident it's <laughs> <laughs> at one point he says oh i'm so embarrassed i keep remembering the time that i brushed sandra's breast with a stapler by accident <laughs> i have done that <laughs> it's the most mortif- it wasn't a stapler it's something else but like accidentally whilst waving it around whilst talking i've accidentally and i'm like and i've actually gone oh i didn't mean to touch your tit with <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and even now i'm woken up in the middle of the night thinking, thinking oh, why God. did i say that there's yeah. one, but there's one page where he, i think he's got to do a presentation and it's just the page of him not sleeping and he's just looking at his clock and you see it's going from like one o'clock to three thirty. and the only words on the page are him going fuck 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 and then the following morning he rings up and goes i'm sorry my mother's died yeah <laughs> and the, the next panel the phone rings hello mum <laughs> <laughs> one of the favourite ones we like we looked at, didn't we, before we come and he goes to a prostitute and he's sitting on the bed and the prostitute says, What do you do for a living? while she's sort of undressing in front of him. And he goes, I work in, in data or something and she goes, Christ, I thought my bad job was bad. <laughs> she's she's just like a really grotty prostitute in fucking brothel. And he gets so he gets so um full of anxiety, he throws up all over her sort of boots. And she looks at him, he looks at her, and then he says, Can you clarify the prices again? <laughs> <laughs> it's very true. Uh, not, yeah. uh, I don't know about the prostitute thing, but otherwise it does feel very true. Do you know what I mean? Not personally, I've, it's a while since I've thrown up on a prostitute, you know. But the, <laughs> the, the there's a real feeling of truth about this character, even though he happens to be a chimpanzee. Yeah. And when he goes to a party, overdoes it, gets overexcited, he's at a party. Like tells everyone he loves them, they're his best friend. Um, tries to break dance and kick someone's glass out of their hand. Ends up pissing in a plant pot, and then he regrets it. He goes into the office on Monday, and they're going, "Yeah, it needs water in this plant." Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. But it's it's also um, well, I mean, we're, there's an unbelievable through line of humour, and the jokes land. They always very land. consistent. I like the way yeah, he, yeah. they they grasp that joke, and they walk the fine line of an, it not becoming old, yeah. and them not overdoing it. It's, you know, yeah, it's and it, it group, plays and that it's sort exercising of, comedy. Yeah, that that sort of the embarrassing humour that we all know from like shows like The Office or things like that. Do you know what I mean? There's, yeah, there, yeah, there's yeah. an element of that, but there's also the humour that's 
within because a lot of it's within his own mind and his own um like anxieties and his neuroses and stuff but it, it also explores that as well yeah that's the thing is you have the mm. like like a lot of um great sort of storytelling get them with the humor and you can also say something else with it as well and he's you know he's as but then leave them with the joke as well there's something that we'll don't just... brush don't brush barbara's tit with a stapler yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's there's you haven't got to it yet and i purposely swayed away from mentioning it but there's a bit about him he possibly is successful in one area of his life, but he can't cope with it. And the suggestion of how they get around it is an interesting twist. And I actually wonder whether that's something that's happened to this artist. I'll let you read it and decide what you think about that. Okay. Um, but there's a later on in the, like the last third of it, there's a kind of a narrative arc to it that, you, that might surprise you. It's interesting. Yeah. To think. Yeah. 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 It's a very interesting book. Um, but also that, you know, just funny as well. I mean, I, I was just... It's a quick read as well, isn't it? You can. Yeah, it's not a long read at all. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but there's just one page of him sitting at his desk at work and someone goes, Hi, Rufus. And the, the last panel is just him thinking, what the fuck was that supposed to mean? <laughs> <laughs> we all read things into things, don't we, yes. sometimes? Yeah. In the, yeah, in the yeah. moment. Yeah. The, um, yeah, so it's New Zealand. Um, the I, I was quite pleased to see the postage wasn't crazy for for because i wanted, wanted a physical really? copy of this yeah, book. I, I i would like a physical copy of this yeah well, yeah so i backed it it's got i don't know how long it's got now but it's published by a company called earth's end publishing if you go to www.rossmurray.com you can find him i'm just looking to see how many how many more days it's got left oh it's got 24 days left so oh actually only at 17 percent. so they could do with a little help Oh right! Do... Well, I'm going to go there yeah. right now and play strip because this is a is a diamond, that sounds diamond ace. of a, of a book. Good stuff. Um, there you go. Um, so there you go, folks. Lots more comics to add to your wish lists and creators, and more to check out. Um, we hope you enjoyed this week's episode. Thank you for um, sticking with us week after week. Um, and of course if there's anything we talked about on the show that you want to hear more about there's several different ways you can get in touch with us you can email us awesomecomicspod at gmail.com um, where we've got a whole load of emails that I need to go through and, and sort out at the moment the gmail went mad so um, apologies if I haven't got back to you yet um, is that all the nudes I suggested they send you for your birthday <laughs> the, thing, the thing is that one of the filters has gone funny so I'm all the, all the nonsense social media you know when they tag you in on like oh you posted about this it's like I don't need to know this why are you emailing me about yeah. this oh that money I'm likely to get from Nigeria I'm going to miss that now uh, yeah <laughs> Um, but anyway, yeah, please email us. Um, but you can catch us on Twitter at the Awesome Pod. We'll be announcing future guests and retweeting great campaigns and creators you need to check out. If you do the book of faces, go to facebook.com slash awesome comics podcast. Join the wonderful community group, Awesome Comics Talk, on Facebook. Loads of great chatter going on there, lots of art threads talking about um, comic stores and more. Um, if they want to find out about more about the Slack, where can they go for that, guys? Uh, just contact one of us, or there's a post in the Facebook group with the uh, the link, or literally yeah. just send us a message on one of our many social medias, and yeah, uh, with, we'll hit you up. I think the only problem with a link is it lasts like 24 hours, and then you got to get a new one. So yeah, I've pretty... got the one that one's set with the seven day one. Ah, oh, okay. Uh, but yeah, if if it has run out, if you don't, if you're not on the Facebook, then just well, message. Well, whenever us. you listen to this, get in touch with us and and join in on the conversation because it's all about comics and um, getting people to 
discover brilliant indie work. Thank you very much for listeners, whether it's on the website, awesomecomics.podbean.com. If listeners on Apple Podcasts, subscribe and leave a nice review because we've got fragile egos and uh, it helps us. I mean, it helps get the word True. out about the show. Yeah. Um, it really does help, though. Get the, get the word out of this show and it also if you listen to us on any of the other networks like Spotify Amazon Stitcher Podnose Podknife what are the networks are we on Tony? We're on Pod how do I get it in here? <laughs> I mean here comes Mr. Brown that, <laughs> <laughs> back to Hugh Bonneville yeah yeah, yeah. the show's always Super Injunction yeah. boom that's Super Injunction yeah yeah Nothing to those two things are nothing to do with each other. I'd like to point out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it's happening, so I better wind this show up quick because it's, <laughs> you know, the brakes aren't working anymore. Um, <laughs> but where can people find us online, etc.? Tony, neverironanything.com. Brilliant, Dan. You can find me on Twitter at Vanguard Comic, and you can be Vanguard at VanguardComic.com. And if you want to find out more about the uh, Viper sequel, uh, Soviet Strike, do join out the Patreon because essentially it's all going to be going on there. Very. Yes. It's I'm on worth, there. Yeah, it's well worth your time. Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Chester Diablo. Thank you once again to our guests, Lizzie and Lyndon, for joining us. Um, stay tuned for more um, fun and comics. We've got we we got another um, probably a crazy one next week. So, but until, oh yeah, we haven't we? Yeah. yeah. So, so uh, until then, have you so, downloaded those comics by the way? We'll talk, look, no one wants to hear us talk. Because no, I've had to remind him because I think he's taken them off his. Google Drive, so he's going to put them back on there. Oh, I'll double check. I think I I think I looked at them, but I didn't fucking download them. (laughs) Yeah, he's going to sort it out. I spoke to him. Yeah, we don't need the last five minutes of show for everyone to know how inept we are, because they already know how inept we are. (laughs) Oh my god, we're still going. Thank you, (laughs) thank you very much for listening, everyone. Wherever you are in the world, whenever you are, we hope you're happy, healthy, and enjoying your comics, whether it be making, reading, or whatever. Because we love you, don't we, Dan? Yeah, hell yeah. Don't we, Tony? No. Say it. Tony's got to be the contrarian to my (laughs) I love them, he doesn't. That's the dynamic they tune in for, B. Which one do I love? I love one of them. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, let's leave it on that mystery because now, listener, you have to think about it. Is that you? Yeah. Is that a trick question? Because he loves everyone. I don't. Um, yeah, yes, you do. Let's not do some, <laughs> let's let's not do the ASMR because we'll get a whole new audience. Um, but, but but until then, go forth, read loads of comics, and from Dan, Tony, and myself, stay fruity, stay beautiful, keep reading comics, and as always, what should they do, guys? Stay, stay awesome. awesome. Oh, hallelujah! Don't get better than that. Bye, everyone. Damn. See ya. Bye.